Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Here we are, back again for another round of friendship and conversation that's right between friends my arms are in the air triumphantly we're friends and you're the third friend we're friends you're our friend you're with we us are all friends we're all friends <laughs> let me tell you something if we met you listener in person <laughs> friends yeah you're damn right no question about it don't even have to ask about your background <laughs> everyone gets a blank slate dude when we get together i, I don't it. care who if your shirt's covered in blood <laughs> i don't care if you smell like you know defecate <laughs> You're you're a good guy. Please take a shower. Good I, guy and a girl in our book. That's I prefer for, sure. for you not to smell like defecate. Who are we? Uh, who are we? Private detectives? <laughs> who are we to judge by your criminal history? Who are we? Lord knows, Julio. Julio's got some crimes in his past. I have a couple. Torrid past that he has. <laughs> this guy arrives with more baggage than L. Woods. Than the Sandman from the Legally Blonde franchise. <laughs> L. Woods, you know that? I do. Yeah. 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 Well, I got something for you, Julio. Oh, baby. I mean, first of all, we're, we finished our, our two live shows in New York City. Second one went gangbusters. Yeah, it was really good. Went gangbusters. Big guest appearances, as I'm sure you guys all by, know by now. Sierra was there. My dad was there. Uh, we had some funny people on stage. It was a good time. I received... We love chilling with you. What I would consider to be my favorite single direct message that I've ever received in my life. Pull her up. This is from a guy who knows your dad. Oh, man. And he responded when I posted the story about that had your dad on it. He mm -hmm. goes, he was my little league coach, smoked cigars in the dugout, quote, <laughs> to keep the bugs away. <laughs> who is this guy? I also, probably know this kid. anytime a kid hit a home run, he signed the ball as a witness. <laughs> All-time guy. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. Who is that? Big G, baby. Who is that? What a legend. This guy's name is Aaron. Aaron. Oh, I know him, you dude. You know this guy? Yeah, I know Aaron. Yeah. Oh, that's great, dude. Isn't that the funniest thing? Smoke cigars to keep the bugs away. That is, quote, to keep the bugs away. And he signed kids' balls whenever they got a home run as a witness. Oh, Dude, he was a good coach, too, because he really made sure all the kids played. He didn't care about winning. Mm. When I look back on it, I really appreciate it. Because these guys who cared about winning... Like the guys who would saunter out to the to the mound to take the ball away from the pitcher yeah. and like point to the dugout. Like those guys are are losers. They are. They you know sure I mean? are. I, I didn't know that your dad coached your little league. Oh yeah. He team. coached he coached me in, in a lot of different things. 
My, you know, my dad coached my teams too. Really? Yeah, yeah. middle school. He nice. Uh, he coached our school. Uh, well, soccer, <laughs> basketball, and lacrosse. Awesome. He had coached the lacrosse team for a couple of years before I came into middle school, um, and was because you know he was the only parent around who had any sense of the game of lacrosse. Mm. And then finally, I I arrived and he basically just took over the other two sports I was playing because I went to this school that was so inept athletically. Oh, interesting. And, and to your point, they, they did care about participation. Everybody plays. Who cares what the scoreboard says as long as everyone has fun? Bullshit, bullshit, bullet, bullshit communism. And uh, <laughs> I didn't like it because I was... Yeah, I but this was, was your, this, was, this was your school team. That's different. Yeah. My dad was... We're talking like youth soccer, not... I mean, no, my, I know. My dad was the assistant coach of the tennis team and we were very good, but he never, he didn't coach in an organized capacity like this. Do you think that... School sports were more important than sort of travel. No, no, no. So, but but like the teams my dad was coaching were like little league. It's like twelve year olds, and therefore it's no, just, it it's, is just everybody fun. should play. Like yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. It's not this like like putting the best guy. In. Like he was like he used to say to me, he's like I'd be like Dad, we suck, and he was like you'll appreciate this one day. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, you know, I had, I had wars with my dad and my, he was so nice and I, to this day, feel guilty about it. But, <laughs> you know, I was much bigger and much more athletic, I'll toot my own horn, than, than everybody else, pretty much in the entire state. We've gotten DMs about this from people. Yeah. A, a guy sent us your middle school basketball roster and was like, Francis was like the fucking Kobe Bryant <laughs> yeah. of Maine. Well, I was, I think I was six feet tall as a, as a seventh grader or something. Crazy. And, and maybe even, I don't know, maybe eighth grader, I was six feet tall. And just, you know, quite a bit more strong and fast and developed than, than most of the kids. And my dad came in and he knew that he had to appease the parents and the school by making sure people played. And all of that, but he knew that the only way for us to win was if I dominated the games, and that's right, just true. Right, right. Like we, we we had no we had really didn't have anyone else. There was one other kid, my buddy Michael, who was uh, also quite tall and athletic, and so my dad would basically like, you know, we'd we'd be playing these dog shit teams, Poland, where home of Poland Spring. Oh wow! Yeah, Freiburg Academy. You know, they're bad. Well, because we, we were a small school, so it was it was class D, but it, it mattered a lot to us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we didn't have tryouts. It was just kids signed up. Oh, we were okay. signed up for the team was on the team. And my dad would put me in, you know, we'd get a comfortable lead and then he would take me out and then the other team would come back. Right. And then he'd put me put back, back in. in. And we would, go, you know, fight and we would win games by the, the thinnest of margins. Because my dad walked this tightrope act of, you know, socialist coaching <laughs> that made everyone happy and, you know, made the the nerd kids feel good that they got in and, you know, only got called for four travels. <laughs> and then I but I would be furious because I didn't understand at that age why he was taking me out of the game. Right, right, right. No, you know, totally, and I, totally. I wasn't. You wanted to put. You wanted to pad the stat sheet. Yeah. Well, not even that. I just knew that the second I came out of the game, our margin of winning would would evaporate. Yeah. Nobody else was had any sort of ability to do anything. And you it, were I, LeBron to your dad's Tyron. Yeah, so Lue. I would have. 
I'd have tantrums, basically. <laughs> I'd have tantrums. Uh, and to this day, you know, but fortunately, it's one of those things that in our memory as father and son has uh, we've only remembered the good times. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've we've managed to to redefine our legacy as wasn't that fun? Wasn't that a great yeah, yeah. thing we did? But I distinctly remember, if I'm honest in my memory, you've whitewashed just the past. almost almost like walking out of the gym in anger at my father who was just doing what he what he was supposed to do. It was being great you Revi- know? revisionist history for yeah. the the purpose of friendly dinner combo. Yeah, yeah, and d- car rides home where I was sullen and. <laughs> There was one game we played, I think it was again against Thornton Academy or maybe it was Freiburg, where we, I think I've told you this. I scored 32 of our team's 34 points. That's crazy. And, and we this lost. Is, this is middle school? Yeah, we lost at the buzzer oh, God. because some guy who, you know, for all I know, was legally blind made a turnaround fadeaway jumper from the elbow. I still remember. It hit the rim twice, popped up straight in the air, hit it again, and then went in. No way. And their whole bench uh, rushed the court. And it was, yeah, I mean, it was just, it it was an insane thing. (laughs) And, And by the way, for the record, I wasn't even a ball hog. I would pass to these kids, but then they would get the ball back to me, and then I would go. That was our offense. Seems fair. And we lost at the buzzer, but I think to this day it still stands, I would guess, as Wayne Fleet's uh, highest single-player percentage of the team's points. Yeah. In 32 out of 34, that's... Uh, that's a lot of points. That's just that's just a lot. You're really making up the bulk of the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of it this way. If I had not been there that day, we would have lost 36 to 2. <laughs> Hillman Norberg scored the only other basket. Hillman? <laughs> yeah, my buddy Hillman. Hillman Norberg. Yeah, Hillman. Um, Shout out Hillman. That's a dude. We should. I would love to play in a little two-on-two tourney with you, dude. I've, I've I played the other day for the first time in a long time. Played How was some it? basketball. It's fun. Yeah. Played with our buddies over at Bird Dogs. Oh, sick. Played with the whole group of guys from that from the company, and uh, they they play. They have a good game, good run Tuesday and Friday mornings at uh, Chelsea Piers. Sick. I would play too if you yeah. want some time. Seven a.m. If you want to come out, it's good. <sighs> it's a little early. <laughs> it is a little early. You're you're just getting into bed, <laughs> dude. So your third pizza order. <laughs> I had yeah, I know. I had some like funny basketball controversy stuff too. My dad assistant coached one of my team. I think it was in, when we were in fourth grade, maybe. And I was like one of the better players in the league. Uh, less impressive since it wasn't in middle school. Middle school was probably like my was not good years for me athletically. <laughs> like it, they just weren't like really I, yeah like I I kind of went from being. Sort of like puberty just like made me kind of like a doughy, like, (laughs) like kind of just like not, it just like kind of took away a little bit of my athleticism for a bit. And I had to like kind of get it back like in high school and stuff uh, with tennis and whatever. Anyway, uh, but in fourth grade, I uh, was like the best player on the team and we had long sleeve jerseys. What? And not long sleeve, sorry, like t shirts as opposed to to pinny style, whatever. Um, And I cut my sleeves kind of like Pocahontas style <laughs> so that it was like, <laughs> so here I was this guy frolicking down the court, but I was, I was putting up numbers. Like I was, you know, the best player, one of the best players in the league, if not the best. And, uh, the, the next year they made the Jersey sleeveless and it was not a coincidence. Oh, wow. They didn't need me, you know, yeah. sort of androgenizing. Yeah. They didn't want you painting with all the voices of the mountains <laughs> out there and just, <laughs> <laughs> Singing with all the colors the of the crying. wind. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, that's so funny. Um, but dude, youth sports were fun. Um, and yeah, middle school tough, tough years for me. And it wasn't it wasn't as kind to me as it's it was. Strange to, to me that that puberty doed you up. I don't know that it was puberty. I, it, it went the other. I mean, for most kids I knew, it went the other way. My puberty metabolism. Them, yeah. Like I was skinny, and then like my my eating habits sort of caught up to me in middle school. Mm. Um, you know. Got it. Gee, I've been finding myself frustrated, or I was finding myself frustrated for a long time by how expensive my phone plan was. If dude, phone bills are truly yeah. Ever thing. since I got off, mom and dad kicked me off the family plan. <laughs> told me I had to, it's time for me to grow up. Grow up, buddy boy. Those bills have just been crushing until I found Mint Mobile. You know? Oh yeah, boy. I'll tell you, it's cheap. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it is very inexpensive. It's so much less money than what I was paying. Before and I'm I'm really happy about it. It's nice to have a little extra cushion, you know, each it's, month. Dude, it's great. Um, this holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three month plan, you'll get another three months for free. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just fifteen dollars a month. I've been using Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal, and I have to say, it's the perfect time to switch. Um, I switched over, dude, and legitimately, like, it's just as good. There's no noticeable difference in – there's no drop Service or anything. It's, 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 it's uh, My phone works just as well as ever. I love it. Um, they have the best offer of the year that's here for a limited time. Buy any three-month plan to get three runs for free, as I said. Um, use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Of course, it's a very seamless switch. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. For a limited time, buy any three-month three month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash oops. That's mintmobile.com slash oops. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month Crazy. at mintmobile.com slash oops. Well, we met some we met some characters at the live show. Uh, some, so some pod, you know, diehards who have contributed wonderful moments to the show over the years, and including our buddy who sent the famous DM. Oh my god! About the Uber driver that he hooked up with. I'm glad you brought this up, dude. That guy's a fucking legend. If we do another live show in the city, I'd like to have him back to show us some of the footage. Well, this is this is where you and I are <laughs> fundamentally different people because <laughs> the, this kid is a legend. It, yeah, Ian. Yeah, yeah. Ian. He. We met him. Great guy, right? And uh, he showed you before he showed me. The film footage proof of him hooking up with the Uber driver. Yes, yes. And then you called me over and said, <laughs> dude, you've got to see this. <laughs> and I'm there, you know, I'm with my fiance nearby, some people having nice, polite conversations, <laughs> sipping on a hazy IPA <laughs> casually. And all of a sudden, I'm watching a home porno <laughs> shot on this kid's iPhone where he's having, he's showing me his own. <laughs> blowjob that he's receiving from this horrific looking woman <laughs> uber driver woman and and everyone's like laughing and i'm like are you fucking kidding i wasn't ready for that how is this the time place any of that like where did this co how did you guys and and then you were like oh maybe yeah maybe you didn't want to see that 
because you said because right before you were like you're gonna want to see this dude and i'm like okay okay and then i watched it and i'm like oh oh god, oh my, god my bad yeah and then and then julia's like we got to show this at our next live show and i'm like mm, we can't it's porn but it was it was proof that is for sure. So I appreciate um, the fact that we we feel that most of the emails we receive, uh, people are, are telling the truth. Um, dude, there was a lot of interesting things were brought to light by the live show demographics. And there were some interesting consistencies. So first of all, we I really enjoyed the after show hang with everybody. Yeah, same. Um, and, you know. I, I look forward to doing that in the future. Like I think that that will always be a component of whatever of whatever we're doing. Yeah, unless COVID we get permitting. too big. Yeah, unless we get too big. Unless which, we're blowing up. But you know, I mean, these are fairly big shows, and hanging, meeting everybody after the show was really a good time. It was nice to put faces to names, especially with people that we DM'd with or or not, and it was just nice to like meet everybody. But as far as parallels are concerned, there was like a strong cougar contingent at both shows. That's right. Shout strong. out Lil. Shout out Lil and. Jane Baker's mom. Yes, Jane Baker's shout, mom. Shout out Jane Baker's shout out mom. Jane Baker's mom. Those four women sitting front and center, I called them the Apre ski crowd because <laughs> they were to a to a woman. They were wearing the nicest coats that I'd ever seen. They looked nice. Yeah. Each one of them had a coat on that. If Sierra were to buy that coat, I would say great coat. Yeah. Each yeah. one of them. They look like they spend each season in a different place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they looked kind of like. Fi- American fancy, yeah, you know classy I mean? ladies, classy, classy, classy ladies. broads. Yeah, I like them. There's a lot of mother daughter pairings at both shows, mm. um, and and funnily enough, both at, at the after party there was a mother daughter combo sitting in the same exact two seats at the bar both times. Oh, so the first time there was a mother daughter combo sitting in those seats, and then the next time they the next mother daughter mother daughter combo was sitting in those seats. Correct. Too. Interesting. Wow. That's yes. the mother-daughter seat. Yes, the yeah. mother-daughter seat. And we had, who did we have? There was another Jane, the policewoman. Oh, that was her name Liz. Jane? Liz. Liz, who told the winning story. Oh, yeah, story. also mother-daughter sitch. Yeah, she told the winning story. Yeah, she the, was great. The cheesecake winning story. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we we, we gave away stuff, uh, some Stewarts, and the kind of grand prize for the biggest oops would receive uh, kind of one of the famous cheesecakes, and that was fun. I think for me the highlight was your dad coming on and and uh, you two really going going at it to determine the the veracity of the deer in you know collision story. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz to this day your dad doesn't believe you. He like doesn't believe that. And actually. you had said that and I thought well maybe that's just a gimmick but it's true. He really doesn't <laughs> believe you and he's up there and then my dad your dad and I started colluding. In our, you know, playing good cop, bad cop funny. to try to get the truth out of you. And boy, is it fun to play the the bad cop to Big G's good cop. Oh, dude, it was it was very funny. Um, also, we had some people fly in from different pla- places. Shout out Mane. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm yeah, saying she that was completely cool. wrong. But uh, these girls from L.A. flew in. And uh, I mean, we had people from all over. It was so fun, man. It was really cool. We'll, we'll, we'll come to a city near you. We're thinking probably a little... You know, Philadelphia, Chicago, Boston type of carousel situation to start. And totally. then uh, after that, you know, the world, uh, we'll see. We'll see where the winds blow us. But Well, dude, this was funny, too. So we talked about this during the live show as well. But during the first live show, a couple came and they actually broke up at the show. 
Unbelievable. And I believe they're both listeners of the pod. I can't um, believe we're... I would not have thought that our live show would sort of make that happen for people. I know, I know. So I was kind of like, all right. And I think apparently like during... Dude, apparently after the second show, somebody... But broke up with their boyfriend also, but he wasn't at the show. Is the difference? What well, were we? Were we just up there know. saying, you know, boy, there's a lot of beautiful people in the world. Don't settle. You know, it's not I, like I, we were I'm not sure. encouraging people to rupture. Maybe it was just coincidental. It could be. But dude, this is great. So the girl uh, went over her. Um, she went over her boyfriend's house to make up a few days later and he was smoking dad grass when she arrived <laughs> which is hilarious i'm like i love this like oops themed break up get back together situation yeah, yeah. we're just like fully embedded in the in uh, that couple's <laughs> life dude it's pretty fucking funny uh, dude uh, last thing so um we appreciate everybody who who grabbed up some of that merch uh there was kind of like a limited amount so it went pretty quickly we do appreciate it dude one guy eric green he bought a bunch of Tees uh, to give to his the people who work for him, mm. and he's like, "Dude, I'm going to force them to wear these." Good. So we may Good. be getting a picture soon of an entire office group. Sure, hope so. Who are wearing oops tees, and that'll be really fucking. Sure, funny. hope so. That's a great way to spread the love, spread the word. Dude, another fun thing: we had a couple orders that are in New York City, and I think it might be funny to just like drop them off in person, like Santa. <laughs> yeah, and just be like, "There's uh, uh, a Julio here for you." And people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess send them up. But I could also see, you know, I could also pe- see people <laughs> being like slightly annoyed. Uh, the, like, like we're why? not we're not so big. It's not like the rock dropping by Dude, to it's drop. It's not like I'm it's not like I'm filming it. You know what I mean? No, if but I were... them having to, you know, come down, let us in. Oh guys, I'm <laughs> doing doing, you know, inventory of my right oh, now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I get there, I'm like, hey, and they're like, yeah. hey, dude, I'm busy. We sit down on their couch and they're like, So so what's up? You know? Can I get you something really quickly? Because I <laughs> we need you to get out of here. I had an idea for um I had an idea for a, a the, you know that song? Um, baby, it's cold outside. I do that every year. People try to cancel. Yes, because admittedly, it's a little bit, um, well, problematic. You know the lyrics. I I've, can you refresh my memory? Yeah, they, they, people say that it's it's very coercive and and borderline. Oh, I really can't stay. Yeah. Um, na, 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 na. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on. There, there's one lyric that in particular does not has not aged well i've roofied your drink yeah dude (laughs) seriously the neighbors might think baby it's bad out there say what's in this drink no cabs to be had out there Uh, i wish i knew how your eyes are like starlight now to break this spell i'll take your hat your hair looks swell he says she says so what's in this drink yeah and then, and then there's a part where he, she says, "Ah, oh, you're pushy, you know." And he says, "I like to think of it as opportunistic." <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. I simply must go, baby. It's cold outside. The answer is no, but baby, it's cold outside. The welcome has been so nice and warm. I mean, he just really won't let her leave. So I was thinking of making, <laughs> I was thinking of making uh, the reverse song where it's, you know. A guy's at a girl's house, mm-hmm. and she wants him to leave, and he won't. <laughs> you know, because we've all we've all been there. The the lingerer. That's pretty funny. We've all missed. It's the getting writing real on the late. Wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, either that, or it would be a song where you could also do um, 
the girl comes over and they, you know, hooked up or something. And then um, she's like, uh, I really got to go. And he's like, cool, I'll call you an Uber. She's like, I can't stick around. He's like, sounds good. Have a safe trip home. <laughs> right. She's like, well, maybe one drink more. And he's like, oh, no, really, you can get home. <laughs> She's like, my, my mother will start to worry. You you told her you were coming here? <laughs> my father will be pacing for Do you still live with them? Like, we're 33 <laughs> years old. You That's know? funny. Uh, something like that. Like I don't that. know. Just a, a politically correct version of baby, it's cold outside. Dude, I think you're on to something. Something I'm uh, throw that shit on your gram, bro. cooking up in the old brain. Show that on, throw that on the gram, pal. Yeah. So, Francis, one of Hillary and I's uh, big kind of New Year's resolutions is going to be to cook more. Uh, wow. We've been pretty bad about it. And we're really... You guys do need to improve at that. We're bad at it. Um, and I cooked, a, uh, I cooked a, a prime rib the other night. I know you did. You slow cooked that puppy. Yeah. Was it? No, a short rib. I uh, cooked a short rib. That's yeah. what it was, not a prime rib. You sure did. The, yeah, literally, it's the opposite of what we do. You are like taking on these like big culinary challenges, and we take out every single meal. But um, each time you do it, you realize it's not as hard as you thought. Each time you cook? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, dude. You, I, I mean, you to, say it's a big challenge, and it's not. I promise To me, you. it is still, but I, I know that once I get used to it, it will not be, but it's going to take work. Mm. I don't, I, I like... The prep, the everything, it just like it does require a sort of a lifestyle adjustment uh, and whatever. So mm. but, but we're, we're taking baby steps to kind of try to get into it. And one thing that we've been using is called HelloFresh. Mm. And I don't know if you I, it's a it's a brand that I had been fam- familiar with before we started working with them. Yeah, me too. If you guys don't know what it is, uh, HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can completely skip your trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, dude, with HelloFresh, the ingredients travel from the farm directly to your door within a week so that you get the convenience without skimping on any of the quality. And listen, as the the, the cold days are here, uh, there's nothing better than cozying up with some comforting home-cooked meals, dude. Recipes like chicken, ramen, and shoyu-style broth, turkey ragu gnocchi, you just make, right? That sounds pretty damn good, dude. <laughs> make it a no-brainer to skip on paying for takeout, obviously. Um, so this has been nice for us. Like, and, and it's funny because for some people, HelloFresh is a thing where like they do it because they don't have time, whereas we're using it to try to <laughs> get used to cooking. You know what I mean? It's and a good starting place. It's, it's a, a good it's way. It's a really in, good though. way to get in there. Uh, so if you go to HelloFresh.com slash oops14, uh, that's HelloFresh.com slash oops14 and use the code oops14 uh you can get up to 14 free meals and three free uh free gifts hello fresh america's number one meal kit well what else we got so dude uh i talked about sorry to keep saying i talked about this on the live show but uh this is an update from that because i got hillary a gift uh for christmas and i've given it to her already because i'll explain you'll understand why in a second but I was worried because my building makes it very difficult to order gifts for someone because a lot of that they do inventory and you get an email about what is there. And if it's a thing that's a surprise, it's possible to ruin the surprise. Granted, if it's like Amazon package, surprise not ruined. But when it says 50 inch TV, surprise ruined. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's true. Hill Dog has wanted a uh, TV in the bedroom and she's like, should we get a TV in the bedroom? And I'm like, no, like we don't need one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, come on, wouldn't it be nice? And I'm always just like, no, no, no. And I'm not like shutting it down. But like, since we're having this discussion, I tell her that I don't want one. And the discussion has kind of ended. So I was like, that would be a good gift to get her. She's going to Vegas for work. I'm going to bring Vasil over, who's our handyman. Mm, Vasil? 
dude, this guy's the fucking man. Mm. People love you've their told, handyman. You've told me about yeah. this guy, Vasil. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Uh, so Vasil comes over. We mount the TV, put a bow on it. And now I'm like, okay, baby, Hillary's coming back. She's going to see. But when the TV arrived, when she was gone, I get an, we both get an email that says 50-inch TV. Oof. So I call her and I'm like, hey, I need your email password because uh, your Christmas present is about to be ruined. <laughs> and she just goes, I'm not giving you my email password. And I was like... Okay, wait, wait, well, this just turned into something <laughs> completely different. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what's so bad about your email? I'm like, all right, whatever, no big deal. So anyway, she showed me herself checking it and deleting it. And I was like, when she comes home, I will know if she read it by her reaction. Was it in the uh, subject of the email? No. you. She would have had to open the email to see it. Okay. But, okay. you know, curious people might check and then pretend like they were surprised. That's true. Curiosity. So at the live show, I was like, even if, even if I, or did you want me to say killed the no, cat? No, no. I just said curiosity, curiosity. And that was the end of my contribution. <laughs> <laughs> um, but dude, so, uh, and I said at the live show, I'm like, if she comes back and I can tell that she looked, I need to just let it go. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, yes, obviously I'm like, okay, fine. So anyway, she comes back. And I, dude, I was so psyched because her Vegas schedule was crazy. Like, go, 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 go all day. She was run down. She was so tired. She's like, I can't wait to get home and take a shower. Mm. Like, I'm so tired. And she walks in the door and she walks into the room and she catches it in her periphery. And like, unless she just pulled the biggest Daniel Day Lewis of all time, there's no way she saw it coming. That's great. And like, she may have even shed a, a tear of joy. Come on. She I, she wasn't like sobbing, but she may have shed a tear of joy. Wow. It was a really nice moment. I was really happy. You know when like you got somebody a gift that you know they're gonna like, uh -huh. and you're so excited to give it to them. Yeah. It, like it was so fun, dude. That is great. Yeah. Congratulations. Is there <laughs> is there no part of you that feels a little bit uh, bummed that you know you didn't get to give it to her on Christmas proper? Like maybe, but dude, also like she's just not. She's never really celebrated Christmas, so so it didn't. didn't so it matter. didn't really fucking matter. Well, you could have said it was a Hanukkah present. Yeah, so let's say it was. It was a Hanukkah present. But you know, you need to you need to say that. Okay, it was a Hanukkah present. You need no. to say that to her. It was a it was a Hanukkah slash Christmas slash whatever the fucking else. Yeah, but you should present. have said that when she walked in. Happy Hanukkah. Let there be light. <laughs> I should have on the new fifty inch television. For the record, speaking of this, I'm curious out there if we have any listeners who celebrate Kwanzaa. Because at one point when I was a kid, they started pushing Kwanzaa on us in elementary school. Yeah. Probably just to be inclusive or whatever. But I've actually never met anybody who celebrated Kwanzaa. No. I know nothing about it. I don't know where they do it, when they do it, what the deal with it is. I'd love to learn more about Kwanzaa from people who celebrate yeah, it. I don't know much about it. If you could share, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, agree. Agree. Um, okay, well, uh, I've got a question for you. I have a wedding question for you. Oh, baby. Um, baby, baby. There's something that I'm, I'm really interested in here, which is, okay, so uh, I've, people often ask, is she going to change her name Ooh, when yeah. we get married? We've kind of discussed this. I don't have any say i don't care yeah uh is my stance like i appreciate your stance oh my god you know whatever what am i gonna claim her like a piece of luggage some people bro like they do, are you know men that want yes. the women to take their name yes get the fuck out of I here do, i'm I do. sorry that's just so that's so caveman-esque i i agree i agree but what do you what do you what, like everyone knows you know that that you guys are married 
I don't know. I, to me, that feels really outdated at this point. It, it seems re- absurd mm-hmm. and insecure. Apologies. No, you know what? No apologies. I rescind that apology. <laughs> a boy. But here's my thought, right? So I think Sierra's going to go with, uh, she's going to hyphenate her last name. Wow. I think is her call. Because she loves her last name, but she also likes my last name. And I'm like, cool. Sounds good. To be honest, you could pronounce it and it would sound like one word. Since your last name starts with a vowel, I I guess her last name ends with one. But still, it could be like, you can say it in a way where it sounds like one name, which is funny. Well, that would be kind of fun. Right. Don't even hyphenate it. Just smush them together. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it'll it'll be it'll pronounce well. Yeah, because like like uh, like sometimes when people have super different last names, it just it's ridiculous to do mm-hmm. that to a kid. Mm-hmm. Like this kid's name is like like whatever John Kaufman Fernandez. It's like it's just <laughs> <laughs> my dad but, had some student once that had a last name like that, and it was just ridiculous. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think that we're going to hyphenate the kids' last names. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think we're just hyphenating have her you, last Have name. you discussed this yet? No. And if she said we are, I, that'd be fine with me, too. Yeah. I don't care. I think sports jerseys that have hyphenated names they on look them sick. look really cool. Agreed. You need to print the letters really small. Wings. Or you can just give them fucking wings, dude. Yeah. What? <laughs> Imagine the H starts to go down the arm side of oh, the jersey, yeah, too, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, football yeah. jersey. Yeah. It's fire. I think, I think uh, you know... Latavius Caldwell Pope. Oh yeah, that's a great name. You know, there's some really cool names. That's a really good name. Um, KCP. Yeah. Is it is it, it's con what K- is it? Kentavious. Kentavious, no. not Latavius. Excuse me. But um, here's my question. Yes, right? Yes. So once you have decided on the name thing and get married, right? This is where my question is. Do you think that the uh the the wife should then change her email to reflect her new name because think about this we're putting a bunch of emails into our save the date spreadsheet and a lot of the women the the wives of our of my guy friends who i know are now have taken my their husband's names yeah their emails remain their maiden name so you can set up mail forwarding though right what? You can set up mail for- forwarding. What, to a new email? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Ready? I then realized also that some of the women I know who took their husband's names instantly sent out a massive email blast to everybody in their Gmail saying, Here's sort of thing name. saying, I have a new email name and a new email address and it's this, you know, and it reflected a, their new name, mm-hmm. which I think... To me is unnecessary. I would agree. It's just you know, the way that I operate. But I feel like quote normal people um, use email stuff like that more like conventionally than I or we maybe do. You your email is is to me almost more important than my phone number. It is, but like it's, it's been easier. Locked. It's easy to find. It's like if I'm going to go email somebody, like I just look for their email in my email. Yeah, but listen to me. Listen to me. Ready? I've had my same email address. I have two email addresses, one for work, comedy, mm-hmm. and one for just personal. I've had my personal email address for, I don't know, 13, 14 years, going crazy. back to high That's school. Crazy. And there are so many people from my life who have that email 
in their in their book, in their, you know, digital sort of address book, right? And if I were to change my email, it to me that would that would disconnect me from a lot of people in my life. Even if they received the email saying I had a new email, I fear that if they, you know, sent out a paperless post invite to some event that I wanted to go to, I would not get it because they mm. accidentally sent it to Interesting. you. I personally have no I'm not attached to my email like that the way that I am with my phone number. I would have that fear with my phone number, but not with my email. I think at some point I'm going to have to get a new phone number. How come? I think that I, if my, you know, hopefully if my career continues to advance and I find myself known by more and more people, eventually enough people will have my phone number who have sort of malicious intentions. So here's my only question about or that. Or prank call. I've gotten prank calls yeah. before. So I know a lot of people, and I've actually started to realize that the biggest obstacle for people when they become very famous, and we both obviously know people who are super successful in our business, is not about the malicious stuff. It's more about the expectation. Suddenly everybody in your life is like way more invested in your life. Yeah, and texting you more. And it becomes a thing where it's like you can't possibly... Con- uh, you can't possibly contribute to their lives the way that they think they contribute to yours. Mm-hmm. And this has not happened to me. I'm not talking for myself. I'm talking for like any of the people I know who are just like very wildly successful. That becomes a problem mm-hmm. where like ev- they're supposed to be as excited as, uh, you know, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yes, it, 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 it does. Um, I think it, it's sad because when I know people who have gotten massive things, whose number I have, I make a point in my mind to say, don't, don't text them. <laughs> I know. Because I know. you don't want to add another I know, I know. unread text to totally. their, what they're, they're surely underwater right it's now. It's easy to overthink that text. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the other part of it is there's no way that that person who just got, you know, cast on SNL or, you know, got some TV show, whatever, got a movie Pat McAfee is a great example. Do you know who Pat McAfee is? No. Pat McAfee is uh, was a former punter for the Indianapolis Colts okay. who retired kind of out of the blue and became a comedian. Oh, wow. But he also, you know, comedian slash through sports. Okay. And he was he worked, a commentator? He has done some okay. commentary. I think I recognize the name. But he's very that. colorful. He does some WWE commentary. Okay. Uh, and he's got his own daily sort of YouTube slash radio show. That is funny and informed, and he's kind of one of a kind. I mean, I've never really seen someone who's able to do what he does, this guy. And he worked for Barstool for a little bit, I don't know but then guy. left and did his own thing. This He's in Indianapolis, sort okay. of. He's got He's the king of the Midwest. I mean, okay. he's got Indiana locked down. I opened for him. He asked me to come out and open for him at Purdue University. Uh-huh. He had sold out a 6,000-seat theater. Oh, wow. That's crazy. 6,000. That's big. Yeah. It's big. I mean, it was nuts. Crazy. And so, anyway, he's, he's, a, he's a, first of all, I, there's, I, there are, I cannot overstate how wonderful and, and, and how much this guy is as good as people think he is. Yeah. He is. If anything, he exceeds yeah. in his angelic kind of generosity and and his philosophy on life absolutely through and through mother Teresa of a human being 
he just signed a massive deal with FanDuel. Cool. The betting website, yes. sort of, uh, you know, fantasy football, also bad at betting. $30 million a year for four years. Wow. Yeah. Sick. He got his bag, as they say. Him. and Get that bag. Everyone's thrilled for him, and I am so thrilled for him. But I have his number. I've I've seen I saw him recently when I went to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. He, I went to the office, gave you know, great to catch up, and I just knew if I texted him the day that that news broke, you know, it's just it's just another text that he has to like open and then hit back. Thanks, bro. Like crazy, huh? Question mark or whatever it is, and then God forbid I send another text. Yeah, you know, and and my the other you have to put yourself in their their shoes and think. There's no chance that he is going to not get a text from me and think, well, where the fuck is the text from Francis? Right. Why didn't right. I get where, you know, why, notice, noticeably absent yeah. was the congratulatory text from Francis. He's not thinking that. I think, I, I, I think you're being cynical, though, dude. Like, I, I, I know that. I understand that thought process. It's like, oh, I'm going to text this person, and they're just going to think that I, like want to be part of their success and like I don't want to be like that like I I whatever that's not that's actually not it but to me it's it's as simple as as creating more blue dots in his phone so is that just cuz you hate your phone yeah okay yeah yeah see cuz if something great happened to me I would love to just sit there and bask in the glory of it for the entire <laughs> Sizzle. day yeah, because dude, like when I like getting texts like, "Hey, dude, like I saw what you did." Like if I ever, and granted, maybe it's because like I don't, I've never really had big news, but like whenever I have any sort of thing and people text me about it, I love it, dude. Fair like, enough. Dude, thank you. It's so nice. Like fair enough. I, I, when I won Barstool Idol, I had over four hundred texts. Wow. And I'm, I'm also somebody who can't live with unread text messages on my phone. Okay. Or emails. I hate it too. Um. And that meant that I had to go through every single one and reply to all of them. <laughs> and that, to me, was so tedious that it caused me anxiety, mm. which is a horrible thing to say. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful, you know, for it all. Yeah, of course. But at, by the end of it, you, you, you know, I'm already dreading. Let's put it this way. I'm already dreading the thank you notes I'm going to have to write for the wedding gifts we received. <laughs> I know that that's going to irk me. Yeah. To no end. Policy genius. Oh yeah. Life insurance. Need it. A place to get life insurance. Gotta have it. Policy genius. They're the best. Someone's <laughs> gonna miss me, but they'll miss me less thanks to Policy Genius. This is true, dude. At Policy Genius, uh, you can choose from over a dozen top insurers. It's a marketplace. Uh, where you can just basically find the best deal. The people who work at Policy Genius work for you. They do not work for the insurance company. You could save up to 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. $1,300 a wow. year, Francis. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, that is a lot of money, though. I could do a lot with a $1,300. Uh, I would fully cover one of these obligatory weddings that I have to go to out of the country next year. <laughs> Maybe not fully, but it'll it'll get close. Uh, eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. Thank God they've in- incorporated that. Uh, this exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow. Uh, getting started is easy. Just go to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance costs you need 
uh, sorry, how much insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, Francis, it's nice to get it right. That's it. Well done. Well, do you, have you watched? This is uh, brings up a this is a good time for me to bring up this recommendation that I have. The Alpinist. I have not watched it. I, I'm I not saw it spoil on it. I want to watch it though. Dude, it's it's so good. And I'm and when I saw it, I was like, oh, another fucking they're just really trying to milk this climbing boom. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what, that's what I thought. They're like, oh, this guy. But dude, it's like I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but this guy, he like he like didn't have a phone for like five years. There you go. What like, a life. This guy, you you're gonna love this guy's vibe. This is a really nice take on this kind of climbing genre. Mm-hmm. Potentially the most interesting one I've ever seen. More interesting than 14 Peaks. As interesting. More badass. N- maybe nobody's, not. Nobody's not more badass. more badass. Maybe, but like he's in the same category of badass. If you had to weigh all the badassing, I think 14 Peaks guy probably still. Wins by a bit. You know who I think is the most badass guy right now? Who? Chris Hemsworth. What do he do? Well, he's got a new series coming out on the Discovery Channel where he oh, pushes wow. himself to the limits of human, endur- you know, kind of testing and so his dude, body and stuff. This this is even more case in point as to how the sort of unscripted genre is sort of prevailing mm. over like this fake bullshit. Well, you look at what these, I mean, yeah, it's, it's him. He, he's an A-list movie star. Right. Who played Thor, and now he's doing a, un, a unscripted, totally like documentary why would I, series? It's called Limitless. 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 Yeah. Why would I want to watch a dramatization of a thing I can watch for real? Is all I'm saying. Yeah. And like, granted, I like scripted stuff's great. I love a good TV show. You know what I mean? Love it. Just finished watching Made. Loved it. Yeah. But like, dude, who's the, who's the handsome guy from um, High School Musical? Zac Efron. Yeah. So he Same did one thing. of those. He did like a travel thing. Yeah, it was he did awesome. That. Yeah. Those are those are, you see these A-list actors coming to do these things that are kind of a little more accessible, yeah, and and it's cool. I'm and, I'm into that. And when it works out, it's it's an incredible tool. Like think about all these sort of like actor people who have really thrived in the social media age, and other people who haven't mm-hmm. because like they're they're not good at like being themselves, right. Right. But dude, Zach Efron came to my show once at the stand. Every time. Come this. on. I ripped on him real good. Like before they were like, don't rip on him. I was like, oh, dude, Zach Efron's there. Like nobody else, I don't think, noticed him. I got him pretty good. Like, What'd you say? I don't know. I think I was just kind of doing like making fun of him for like being like a heartthrob. Yeah. But I wasn't like being mean or anything. He's great. He gave me a big hug after the show. Oh, dude. that's amazing. That was cool. Yeah. Good for you. I forget what he said. Was it before or after his body transformation? I think it was after because it was when the one where he lived next door to Seth Rogen. Yeah. He neighbors. got Jack for that, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So it was after. I think it was he 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 was Jack for that, but he got Jack for Baywatch. He got Jacked-er? Yeah. So he wasn't quite as jacked. No, well he was, was he was maintaining his jackedness. Okay. He was pretty fucking yo. Yeah, so because I was gonna say hugging him must have felt pretty good it was cool dude yeah like we're at gerard carmichael i believe he was on the, yeah he did the show that night and he was in that movie so like a bunch of the cast mm. came and it was him and mclovin no way yep, and uh a couple other people interesting it was, fun, it was fun well let me let me i have two um interesting kind of stand-up comedy points to, to throw at you Let's hear it. something happened last night that was a really interesting moment in um that does not happen very often for me i I had a show hot crowd great crowd where at at the stand okay 
uh, main room show, eight eight o'clock show, you know, prime time. I I went up first, and the drive to the club, I I had one new bit that mm. was the entire point of this set that I was about to do. I said I have to I I just have to do this one joke, and that will be uh, if I you know that's the only thing I have to remember. Uh, I want to make sure that I try this bit right. I had a I had a mission. Because a lot of the time you just go, maybe you're working on old jokes, you're punching stuff up. But I had a brand new bit that I wanted to try. Yeah. And I get on stage, I get into my set, it's going well. All of a sudden I get the light. You know, my set, I have two minutes left. My set's coming to an end. And I haven't, I realize I haven't done the bit yet. Oh, yeah. And I had to go through this calculus in my head of, will I be more angry with myself uh, on the way home for having not done the new bit and having effectively gained very little from coming in and doing this set? Or will I be more angry if I end on a bit I've never done before and it bombs? Mm. Because an an untold joke, you know, breaking it out of the package. Well, how was the set going? You have no idea how it's going to go. The the set was going great. Okay. So the, the stakes were high in that I, I worried I could just crash and burn on my very last minute mm-hmm. on stage. And I I decided that I am at a point in my career where I'd rather do the bit and watch it bomb and then be like, well, whatever, you know, and get off stage. Like, I can handle that now uh-huh. as opposed to uh that feeling of of being like ah i just went through the motions again and i didn't learn right, anything right. from that set you know and i did the bit and it crushed it's great dude first time good ever for you. good for you never even said it out loud just it, there's the thing from my phone and i was like goofing around with it and aaron berg was waiting off stage to come on next and he mm-hmm. goes man what a closer oh, nice. like he knew he even made a comment about how the last joke was the best joke nice, of the whole dude. set it's great and i i came home feeling like a king it's great man that was I'm a, glad i'm glad you did that feeling. man it is a good feeling and 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 you know i can relate to it in that sometimes like you'll have a bit that sort of like reflects the, the current you so well and and, and i'm not saying this has happened to me this dramatically necessarily, but like you'll write a bit where like all of a sudden the rest of your act is like almost obsolete yeah. and you need to like write like your, everything needs to now catch up to this new benchmark bit that you have. But that's good. That's yeah, evolution. Yeah, yeah, totally. It really is. Um, okay. Now you, let me offer you an, uh, an, an other side, a darker side of the coin. Okay. So, um, we were at the stand I think that yesterday was, yeah, so Thursday. But then the, the weekend before, mm-hmm. last week on Friday, I had a bunch of spots that went late into the night. And I was there, and a very dear friend of mine from Maine that I've known for many years was in town. And I told him to come hang and have a few drinks. And so he was hanging with us, and he he looked dapper. He was wearing a nice sort of blazer nice um and and he you know he might to an untrained eye have appeared to be kind of sort of like a finance bro mm-hmm. but he is actually a guy who has dedicated his entire professional life to community building 
he builds these incredible community centers in Portland, Maine, Portland community around squash. Oh, wow. Um, Because he played squash at Bowdoin. Uh, His name's Barrett. Um, And he is all about community outreach and creating these centers for under underfed underprivileged people families uh they they have classrooms for sort of after school tutoring um and it gives the kids that a place to go because most of their parents work late jobs and it's been a a massive success a massive success how does it build around squash because they have squash courts. So the kids all the learn kids squash. The kids learn squash. Too. So there's a sort of that L aspect of it, the sport aspect of it. Uh-huh. And then they also get one-on-one tutoring, you know, if they need it, as nice. well as free meals. Sweet. Um, and it's a, a model that he's now expanding. And, and he's, you know, they've, they've been talked about on CNN. And they have an amazing endowment because people donate. And it's just been a massive, massive success. And now they're opening up these centers to have private members as well uh, because they want to create, as he puts it, an all-inclusive country club. Cool. So he has you, – you've got like a pay structure where, you know, wealthy people who want to play squash, which is a very white-collar sport, will pay, you know, premiums. But that will provide scholarships for these younger kids, these, you know, at-risk youth to have their families come in and become members too. And they're playing side-by-side. And you want to talk about community building. I mean, that is crossing, you know, socioeconomic, racial divides. It is as productive and progressive a way to bring a community together as you could have. And it's 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 sensational. I mean, this guy is so smart. He could be doing anything. He could be a banker, whatever. But he's chosen to do this, and he keeps doing it. And that's his mission in life. And he speaks in a way, when you hear him talk about it, you just think, like, my God, I want to give all my money to you he's so compelling so he's there this guy is a true servant of the world he's sitting at the comics table with us and people are being fucking dicks to him what are they saying you know uh he's just sitting there and and like there were a couple comics i'm not gonna name names but like you know first of all i go up and uh the host didn't light me she lit me like two minutes late she Mm -hmm. she gave me the light which meant you know that someone flashes a light which means you have two minutes left but she lit me two minutes late and the next comic that was supposed to go on gave her shit and said oh you're just letting him go late because he's he's a white guy said that oh god and so so barrett heard that whatever he didn't say anything obviously but that would this person then um you know was like giving barrett shit for sitting at the comics table is there even a comics table at the stand no not really but it was where all the comics were sitting and he was trying to contribute to the conversation and like someone was telling a story and he was being an active listener and sort of like responding with one or two words Mm -hmm. and and she goes uh she goes you're not listening you don't know how to listen and in front of me i was like jesus fucking christ i love how i already know who this is this and 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 the last piece the last piece is that Barrett then told a joke, like just nothing. And she goes, You should give that to Francis. That would help his act. I mean, that's just like No, dude. You you, you don't bad. understand. There was venom. Okay. There was venom. Okay. I, I promise you. It was not it was not busting balls. Okay. It was you're not welcome here. Fuck you. Fuck this. And look, I don't have a problem with comics, you know, being harsh on each other, but to some random person like take away the fact that he's a good citizen 
He's a guest. Yeah. Let's behave. Let's present ourselves as, as human beings. It made me just remember that comedians are underdeveloped losers. <laughs> that our colleagues, by and large, are fucking losers. Why can't they be nice? Yeah, no, they definitely can. What, what is this? What is this culture of menace and, and, and vitriol that we've embraced? Yeah, no, it's not. I, I, I agree. And there's certain people where it's like, you can't bring the comic, pe- even people who are like my good friends sometimes, I like can't mix them with other people because I just know that they won't be able to like, they won't be able to like have a back and forth. I used to have so much admiration for comedians. I thought they were the coolest people in the world. I know. And you say that. And I, it's funny. I almost feel like you feel like you were duped. Well, I, I thought, my God, what a cool pursuit. These noble truth sayers, these people who, you know, the last bastion of free speech, you know, finding truth in comedy, these tortured, right, uh, right. you know, defenders of our right to expression and all of that. The, the true, the, 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 the flag bearers of the First Amendment. Right. You know, and now, <laughs> 10, 11 years in, I'm just like, these people are fucking losers. Yeah. Not all of them. Not all of them. The successful people aren't dicks as much some are but then you're like all right maybe you've earned it it's those middling people Mm. who have not you know who have plateaued Mm -hmm. and are just around and think that i don't know if i if i'm being i i realize i'm a little like worked up about this because i was i was in i was mad that they were mean to my friend for no purpose yeah other than he's not welcome here who does he think he is sitting with us that's annoying yeah how dare you speak? Comics are speaking. Who the fuck do we think we are? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It's not, you know, you hate, uh, you know, you hate to see it. We're dude. we're nice to people. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, There's no point. We work with these people. Why why create a, a, a shitty workplace in a comedy club? What's the point? It's not going to elevate you. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, you're right, dude. Comics can be rough around the edges, you know. I, I feel bad. I'm I'm pushing Julio into a corner and and forcing him to either agree with me. No, you're you're not. Deflect. I'm not. I'm not really. You know, I I haven't said much. Like I just think like I agree with your with what you're saying, and you know, you can't unfortunately. A lot of comedians don't have as good of social skills as kind of some other random people you might encounter. You know what I mean, to say the least. Um, but you know fuck dude like it's it's i'm sorry it sucks that that happened i was i don't know it just it it really it made me reconsider uh, the credit that i've doled out to a lot and i don't i'm this is not like a a mass write-off it's i know that it sounds that i'm speaking in very sweeping terms here but um i i definitely think the wool has been removed from my eyes about comedy and the world of comedians and to me, it's a job now. They're not my friends. You're my friend, but that's because we're friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedians are, you know, are my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I know. And I don't, I don't think I, because, because all they can bond over is comedy. That's all we talk about, and it's one dimensional. And I find it boring at this point. All right, that's the end of that. I apologize. Had to <laughs> vent for a second. Every once in a while, the ugly Francis rears his head. I did. It's all, it's all good. It's all good, man. We got to get you a fucking, we got to get you a shot of some 
Way, way Tananga. Oh, baby. <laughs> I could use a little of that. A little Brooklyn, uh, little Brooklyn coffee. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we have to mention, so um, we mentioned on the last episode that the Oops blend would be out by now. They've had a little bit of a packaging shortage um, in the rollout, but it's being solved as we speak, I promise. So hold tight, and everything is going to be sorted. And as soon as our incredible... Oops Coffee is available. We will post about it. You'll hear about it. You'll see it. It should be very, very soon before Christmas. So it's real it was really well kind of thought out and it kind of includes uh the oops blend includes sort of pieces from both of our legacies. Yeah. Let me read that again. I know I read it in the last episode, uh, but uh um, we love Brooklyn Roasting Company, the best coffee. Uh join their coffee of the month club. Check out all their stuff. If you use codes, code OOPSBEANS, you get 5% off your order. Um, all that good stuff that you know and love. And uh, the OOPS blend is on the way, and it's going to be fucking dope. That's I, I can, right. I can see Francis looking at the logo. It looks This amazing. custom roast of best quality coffees from East Africa and Indonesia is soft and sweet with luscious berry notes. That's Julio. <laughs> Complimenting rich, roasty chocolate and smoke character. <laughs> that's me i think we just saw the fire breathing dragon himself um get some oops coffee baby and uh join their coffee of the month club brooklynroasting.com promo code oops beans that'll get you five percent off so i told you did i tell you this already how i how i was fucking with my cousin's kid i don't think i told you this Mm-mm. um so hill dog obviously coming for the holidays with my family and my cousin's kid recog- or didn't recognize, he remembered her. And when I saw him last, she wasn't there for Thanksgiving. And he asked me, he's like, is that girl coming? And I say, yes. And he, his kid's like, uh, he's like four, four years old, I think. And he four? Goes, yeah, he's four. And he goes, is that girl coming? Is that he girl? He said that at yeah. four? Is that girl coming? <laughs> I said, yeah. And, and he goes, what's her name again? And I said, Robert. <laughs> and i just hear all my family go julio i'm like what her name's robert so i just hope that this he starts calling her robert dude that would just be so fucking funny i'm really looking forward to that that's great the holidays with the old hill diggity dog mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun dude i've been telling her i want to change up my look i do i watch all of these like i get into these wormholes of watching uh like spanish music videos late at night oh boy and it'll be like four or five in the morning and hillary will be like Let's go to bed. Can we please go to bed? Is and she I, is she up with you? What's she doing? So say we've had some like late weekends and it'll be like three, four in the morning and she'll be like, I want to go to bed. And I'll be like, I'll look at her. I'll be like, I'm having fun. I'm not going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun at four in the morning watching Spanish music videos. <laughs> Dude, literally. Are you watching them on TV or on yeah, your on phone? Yeah, on YouTube. On YouTube on the TV. Okay. Wow. So like I'll get into these like bad bunny wormholes where I'm like watching his old, old videos or like I watch a lot of Rosalia. I've I've seen every Rosalia music video like ten times. So at this point, like I'm just waiting for the new ones. But then like uh, a lot of Carol G, like just a lot of all this shit, whatever. Um, and anyway, so I watch these people and I, they wear this crazy shit. And I'm just I'm constantly trying to think, like, how can I change up my look? So I'll like throw suggestions by Hillary and she'll like shoot them all down. But dude, she got me a gift now. This is me changing up my look. She's got me a wow. bracelet, a gold bracelet. 
I did notice that. I don't even know if you'd call this. What would you call this? There's a word for this. Bangle? A bangle something. Yeah. This is the extent of my look changing. This is like a 16th of a centimeter. It's very thin. Yeah. 14, I think it's 14 karat gold. Are you going to create sort of a, a sleeve? What do they call it when they when stacking? Are you going to start stacking so, dude, bracelets? I, I really can't because like I have sort of a tendonitis situation from tennis that's sort of lingering. Mm. So when I constrict my wrist movement, it like fucks my entire arm up, up to my shoulder. So like I have to kind of do it sparingly. But dude, I'm still looking to change my look. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like, but I need to do something. I got to change up the look, dude. You know, you got to be, let me, my advice would be to do it gradually. Right. Not because if you all of a sudden say one day, you know what, I'm done looking basic, and you went out and you bought a whole bunch of insane clothes, <laughs> you know, and tried to look like a, a Gen Z TikToker yeah. who's wearing pink wind pants mm. and a bucket plaid hat and, <laughs> you know, like a Japanese streetwear kind yeah, of yeah. crazy. Wearing clogs. Yeah, parachute pants and whatever. You people would laugh at you, yeah. But if you gradually did it, you might be able to pull it off because it's all about owning it, yeah. And you can own one thing at a time. <sighs> man, I just would love to be a fucking Puerto Rican trap star, man. Do you think she's gonna regret having the TV in the bedroom since you're staying up till three, four <laughs> in the morning? So watching I think videos? so. Her hope is so. This when, this Ryan, that's a really good question. So this is what happened in her old apartment. We uh. I would be kind of restless. And, and and I want you guys to think I go to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning. Normally, I don't. I keep like a fairly normal schedule during the week. Um, but I'd go to her apartment, and it would be, you know, 11 o'clock, and I would have just got home from a spot, and she's going to sleep. And I'm just sitting, staring at the ceiling for, for hours, which would make her sort of like, she she wouldn't want that for me. It would mm-hmm. stress her out that I'm just awake and that like she's forcing me to go to bed. So she got a TV in her room so that I would have something to do when she was sleeping. So we both are able to fall asleep to the TV if we had to, like we put on the sleep time or whatever. So her hope is that I will watch those Spanish music videos from bed. (laughs) (laughs) On Friday or Saturday night. Are you gonna are you gonna wear headphones and Bluetooth it to the TV? No, no, like it, it's not even about the volume. No, I'll be watching it with the music on and she'll be sleeping. But she's wrong. I'm still gonna do it from the couch. I enjoy the couch environment. I want somewhere for my drink. You are a crazy person. <laughs> what a what a strange hill to die on. You know something? She's right. That's not good for you. I don't, but dude, I like it. It's fun. I really have fun. It, fine, but you should do it during the day. It's just not as fun during the day, dude. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I'm a little fucking twisted. I'm sitting there. I'm watching my videos. I'm just having a great time. Why do you like these so much? I just really love the genre, dude. Like, I've slowly... The sound of the music, or is it the dancing, or is it whatever they're putting on these things? Most of the videos aren't even that good, to be honest. There's a couple of them that are, but the vast majority of them are pretty bad. Like, there'll be some, like, random parallel narrative happening that makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) that makes absolutely no sense and then like what they're doing like doesn't always match the vibe of the song also which like bothers me but like there's three or four videos that like i really love dude like there's this one video called uh la noche anoche and it's a bad bunny and rosalia song and i've watched the video probably a thousand times and like when the youtube is sitting idle and we have people over i'll put i'll put it on 
and Hillary will immediately scold me and be like, so-and-so don't want to watch Bad Bunny and Rosalie. <laughs> yeah. So there's like three or four videos. There's that one. Another one is called Dakiti. That's a very good video that I watch over and over. Uh, also a Bad Bunny song. Um, whatever. But dude, most of the videos aren't even that good, dude. I don't know what it is. I'm like mesmerized by the genre. There's a documentary about that Brazilian guy who's a great singer who is super famous. I don't know if I even know him. I mean, it's like different, but like yeah, you do. He's Brazilian huge. guy. He's huge. He's Brazilian. Yeah, and he sings in Portuguese. I think so. Probably. He's had some huge hits. I don't know that I that I know him. They had a documentary about him. I think it was on Amazon. Anita. No, a guy. He's got a shaved head. Uh, Jay Colvin. Jay Balvin. Balvin. He's not Brazilian. I don't he's think. not Brazilian. He's some. He's uh, Latin. Something. I thought he was Brazilian. He, if he is, that's a huge plot twist. What is he? Colombian? Oh, that okay. That's that what it sense. is. That makes sense. Um, do you like him? He's okay. I got to be honest. No offense to Jay Balvin. I think he's a little bit overrated. I've never felt captivated by him in a song. Like when he's on the song, I'm always kind of like, he's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, and I also think that his fucking meal at McDonald's, dude, how he could co sign that. Is like I don't know what it borderline is borderline irresponsible. The J Balvin meal. It's like a McFlurry and a fucking Big Mac or something. It's like something no one should be eating. It's like the most unhealthy. Can you look that up to your eye? What the J Balvin meal is? Um, what was the Travis Scott meal? The Travis Scott meal was much more basic. It was like a hamburger with bacon on it uh, and huh. something else. But J the J Balvin meal is like borderline irresponsible. Do you think that Travis Scott should be held responsible for what happened at his? Um, his shows. Good, good question. Let Ryan hit me with the J Balvin meal, and then I'll answer that. But first, Big Mac, French fries, and a McFlurry. No one should and be, ketchup. No one should be eating all that too. I mean, that's hitting all the all the tiers of the food pyramid. Have, have you seen J Balvin? There's no way J Balvin eats that meal. There's no way. Uh, no one be eats. Surprised. You shouldn't be eating that meal. Guy like that, I can guarantee you, he's probably up till six in the morning watching <laughs> weird friggin' he's slender Latin music videos he's slender. too. He's which slender. when you you know, meth yourself out like that, you lose <laughs> you lose weight. You get that kind of crackhead slenderness. He looks good. He looks like a rock star. Yeah. I personally just am not that. I I prefer some of the other artists over him. Got it. Um and yeah, dude. I Tra Travis Scott. Is he culpable? Um so okay. So dude, I mean fifty thousand people at that show, right? Yeah. If you look at sort of the other famous big shows that have happened throughout history, like people always die at them, dude. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a risk associated with going to them. I'm not saying go at your own risk, like it shouldn't have to be like that. I think that there's a lot of people who are, but I would be I gotta be honest, I think it's like a bitch move of these artists who are like pulling him off of their songs now. Because they just like don't want to be controversial. It's mm. like, are you serious? Mm. You're gonna take him off the song. He wasn't shooting people. Like, I get that. Like, there's, you know, sh they should have stopped the show. But sure, like, there, you know, it, it was a terrible thing. Nobody should be dying at concerts. But also, who's the, one of the people who died was nine years old. Why is a nine year old yeah. at a concert like that? Mm. And I know that Travis Scott concerts get pretty rowdy, um, but like that's why they're awesome. Also, so like. Uh, you know, measures should be taken to prevent stuff like that from happening. I don't know all the specifics, um, but that's a good answer, right? Do, yeah, do you agree? I think that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. I, I don't know enough about it. I I don't really you know. I haven't followed it that much. Uh, from what I've heard, the fact that he really encourages people to just 
lose their friggin' minds or whatever. That's why people think he deserves a share of the blame, uh, right? I, I I think that must have something to do with but it. But then yeah. you look at I remember going, you know, metal concerts Dude. when mosh pits would form. The Woodstock '99 doc. Not to yeah. bring that up again, but like there were five hundred thousand people there. A lot of people died at that. Okay, I got one more pop culture question for you, cool. which I think is one of the most interesting. Can I say things. one more thing about Travis Scott? Yeah, please. So one of the things that was super ominous about the Travis Scott thing is he dropped two songs like right before that show that are both fucking amazing, by the way, and like the the thumbnail of the songs is super creepy which makes the whole thing even creepier. So the two songs, one of them's called Escape Plan and the other one's called Mob or Mob. Can you look that up, Ryan? There's two songs. They're really good. Hmm. Um, really, really good songs. And I was like really excited for him to, to like drop his new album. And I think that that's sort of on the shelf now as he deals with sort of the guilt and the blowback of all this. Um, but it's like this, it's almost like a Martian. It's like him, but an alien. I don't know. Uh, oh, the second song is called Mafia. Did I say that? I think it did or whatever, but it's uh, it says the true dystopia is here and it looks like a kind of like a newspaper and it's this sort of like alien version of Travis Scott and it's like oh. kind of sort of like ominous and crazy Yikes. that that, so I don't know. I would check out those songs though if you, if you hmm. like hip hop, but what were, oh, sorry, what were you going to ask? Cool. Me? All right. Left turn here. So have you read this story about the transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania? No, I don't know about anything about this. For the men's team for the first couple years uh i think yeah first swam swam for the men's team for the first three years and then started taking i think you know hormone blockers and whatnot transitioned Mm -hmm. and then is now swimming for the women's team i don't know about this and uh she recently set school records in the 200 meter freestyle and the 500 meter freestyle um the the team member's name their name is leah thomas um i think it's she i don't know if she's going by they it might be she so if i have the pronouns wrong i apologize um but tom leah thomas set a school record in the 1650 meter freestyle and uh her teammate finished in second place 38 seconds behind her so she's dominating yeah and they go on to say that if based on the based on some of her times that mm-hmm. she has swum th- that she swam when she was a, a male before the transition um she if she were to match those times she would break like Katie Ledecky's college oh, wow. record and some of the greatest Olympians. Olympian swimmers of all times break their mm-hmm. collegiate records and now <laughs> Some of her female teammates are speaking out against her. Oh, wow. And it's a very interesting moment to me because, you know, they say that uh, pretty much everyone individually has spoken to our coaches about not liking this. Um, Our coach, this is an anonymous teammate who came out. This is the University of Pennsylvania? UPenn. Okay. Um, Our coach just really likes winning. He's like most coaches. I think secretly everyone just knows it's the wrong thing to do, the female pen swimmer said. Well, aren't they happy that their team's good? They're not happy that that effectively a, a guy transitioned and is now competing with the women and yeah. is just dominating everybody. Mm-hmm. Chappelle made that joke a couple of specials ago where he said if LeBron James 
came out as trans and started competing in the WNBA, he'd score mm-hmm. 200 points a game or something, which probably is not untrue. I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. there has what, how do you make it fair for trans athletes to compete? You know, what, what, what is the answer there? I, you know, I, t- t- I have an answer to this. Well, the last okay, quote okay, I want to okay. tell okay. you is she says this, you know, the anonymous teammate says when the whole team is together, we have to be like, Oh my gosh, go Leah. That's great. You're amazing. It's very fake. <laughs> that's fucked up. Like they're just like all clapping, but it's inside they're seething. Right. Right. And I think it's this interesting moment of kind of, you know, even for people who consider themselves, I guess, feminist or progressive or very accepting, this is a reality, this athletic reality that is difficult to reconcile. I yeah, would say, yeah, uh, because it's not, it's not fair. Um. Okay, but dude, who fucking who cares, dude? I don't care. Like, great. It's like nobody's gonna start being trans just to win. Like, that's like a really difficult decision, and it's a tough, really tough world for trans people. I feel really bad for them, and I'm happy that like things have been progressing for them and if some if a guy transitioned and becomes a woman and starts breaking all the records good for him good for her good for, you know what i mean i don't i truly don't care i i agree <laughs> with you i agree with you 100 yeah. percent. and i want people to be whoever they want to be and i don't think anybody should be limited by based on how they identify themselves 100 percent. yeah for me this is as all i'm saying is a very simple comment on I, I hate to say this, but there's like a little bit of I'm a little bit smug in the fact that I know that that a bunch of these women probably I suspect I suspect that some of these women on the women's UPenn swim team probably considered themselves very progressive and uh-huh. very accepting until right they got a they had this this person come come onto their team. And just absolutely blow them out of the water. So it's surprising. And to now me, they're like angry. They're bitter about it. Right. It's it, it's surprising to me though. As a team, don't you want a ringer teammate? Like you, it doesn't change anything. Like they're super competitive though. But but like everyone's if, vying for the top spot. Think about this. You're the number one player. Let's say that you played women's tennis at, at yeah. BU, right? And you're you're you fought all you know freshman sophomore junior year to get to that number one single spot and then all of a sudden a, someone that had been playing for the men's team transitions transitions team. comes over to your team and you you know you're getting you're getting destroyed yeah i mean i don't know what would you feel how would you feel would you be like well i'm so glad you know I, I, there's we're no gonna way, win more matches yeah. now there's no way for me to sort of anticipate what that would feel like um however i i, I see what you're saying and I, I would expect that sort of the opposing teams might have an issue with it. Um, but still, like having a ringer on your team is great. And either way, like me playing number one and now I'm not number one anymore. Like, I don't, I don't really know if I would care that much, dude, to be honest. I don't really know. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like, it's just like, it's just, it's just stupid topic. I just I, like this idea that like everybody's going to start transitioning and it's going to like, it's ridiculous. No, I don't, I don't buy I, into I, I, this not, slippery not, slope side of it or yeah, anything. That's stupid. That's Leah. Leah looking good. Yeah. Um, I wish Leah the best. I hope she keeps killing, not kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Uh, and, good. Yeah. Listen, Hey, that's, we, I, that's a pretty damn good stance. I would say from us. Yeah. Not to pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. Yeah. 
as being allies, but uh, I'm fascinated by. It. I just yeah. am fascinated by it. That's all, dude. I love. Yeah, I love when trans babes are catching W's, dude. I'm Hell all for yeah. it. Hell yeah, trans babes it. catching W's. Well yeah, said. I'm here for it. Classic Julio uh, phraseology there. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that's it. Oops, the podcast. I hope you guys catch me fucking singing Spanish karaoke one of these days. It's, <laughs> it's a hell of a show. It's a hell of a show. How, um, do you know the words? Very, like, very well. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, have no idea what they mean. Yeah. But I've listened enough that I, I have, like, a solid catalog of, like, full fluency wow. in some, some of these songs. Good for you, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's impressive. <laughs> uh, we are Oops the Podcast. Send your thoughts, your emails, oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, closing down on Christmas. Any good Christmas gifts or holiday gifts that you have? Would love to hear recommendations because I'm struggling myself. Um, and uh, we love you guys. See you soon.